This episode of the podcast is brought to you by FitBod, the best fitness app on the market. Its genius algorithm will generate personalized workouts based on your fitness goals, available gym equipment, duration, fatigue levels, and many more factors. It allows you to track your progress and upload data to other apps such as Apple Health and Strava. FitBot also works without any gym equipment as it will provide you with bodyweight workouts as well. FitBot is giving you a free trial as well as 25% off its membership when you sign up at app.fitbod.me slash Bananiac. That's app.fitbod.me slash B-A-N-A-N-I-A-C. Get the app and get stronger faster with FitBod. Today's a very exciting episode, everyone, because we have our very first actor on the show. In this episode, I'm speaking with Emmy Award-winning actor Kiko Ellsworth, which many of you guys might remember from Bad Boys 2, especially the second movie, definitely one of my favorites out of the three. And Kiko was actually the guy with the dreads in that very famous scene that has that really cool effect with the camera going in a 360 rotation from room to room. If you guys don't know what I'm talking about, definitely check out the YouTube version of this podcast. I do show a clip of that. But Kiko has also been in many other films and voiceovers, such as General Hospital, Criminal Minds, Port Charles, Lucifer, CSI, CSI Miami, NCIS, Heroes, Dexter, and much more. Kiko's also really passionate about nutrition, just overall health and empowering others, which is the work that he's dedicating himself to these days. He left Hollywood a little while ago. However, he is looking to incorporate his work that he's doing with the community now and tying it together with entertainment to bring the best of both worlds together. Really enjoyed this episode. I'm sure you guys will as well. Here is Kiko Ellsworth. All right, so I'm here with uh, Kiko Ellsworth, and uh, yeah, man, I'm super stoked to have you on the show. Um, how you doing? I'm doing blessed. Thank you for having me. Um, loving my life, man. Loving and, and actually riding life like a surfboard. And, you know, there's a lot happening, obviously, in the world right now, but I just try to um, maintain my, my breath and focus on what's important, be grateful, and you know really protect my mind and, and staying happy and staying focused on what's most important so i think that's really important particularly where we're living right now but um but glad to be here with you thank you oh yeah of course man my pleasure uh 2020 i think has been tough for all of us and uh well hopefully 2021 has a lot in store you know for everyone and uh we can look forward to to new things new experiences and uh, just a way better year. Um, for those that might not have heard of you, uh, Kiko, would you mind just giving like a quick intro? Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure, sure. Uh, greetings, everybody. Uh, first, I want to say I love you. Um, uh, I love you, my my brother. I love all my sisters out there. Like I really come from love. My mother, she always called me her sunshine. But uh, so that's that's the heart of who I am. So that's it in a nutshell. But I'm, I come from like an entertainment background. I've done a lot of acting, uh, Emmy Award winner, uh, lots of films, uh, TV, TV shows, um, you know, uh, 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 lots of voiceover stuff. And then really left entertainment 
uh, dropped on my agents because I really wanted to figure out my my heart and my soul. I was struggling just as a person, as a man, to really know who I was. I never really felt whole as a man, as a person. And so I really like left the entertainment, you know, really started figuring out uh, who I was, got married, figured out this father thing, really struggled with that, really struggled with my marriage, didn't know what that was about, how to really become that type of person. And, uh, but I really, she really held a great space for me. And I really started to, uh, figure out who I was spiritually, uh, became a Kundalini yoga teacher, learned how to meditate, really just figured out who I was energetically, my purpose, what I was here for, and, uh, really just got on point in that direction and started really leading and teaching, uh, women with relationships and men with how to be in relationships with themselves and with women. And uh, now it's like I've been, we started a school and I teach yoga and we, um, so that's been like really the foundation of like how I just built a life for me that means something for me, because look, I I just want to die proud. I want to die proud of my life and all the movies I was in or red carpets or whatever the case may be. Like, I don't care about that stuff. Like it doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter just it, it in and of itself. Um, but if it's going to do some some sort of good, uh, like contribute to the stuff that I'm doing now in my life, then I'm like, OK, great. It can help. It can make a difference. And it's something that I can be proud to have like accomplished. And that's a really quick nutshell of like my sort of sort of journey to, to where I'm at right now. So, yeah, that's awesome. And I definitely want to get into all that and learn learn what you're up to these days. But I think probably from this episode, they'll see your name. Most people will recognize you from from the, uh, you know, the different roles that you mentioned that you play yeah. in the entertainment industry. Just uh, real quick, if you could give us like a like a quick profile of the different films and shows that you've been part of. Um, I think I'll go to the grave with my famous line. The devil is not welcome here. <laughs> so that was with uh, Will Smith and Martin Lawrence and Bad Boys 2, where I played uh, Blondie Dread. Um, General Hospital, uh, Criminal Minds, uh, Port Charles, uh, Lucifer, CSI, CSI Miami, NCIS, uh, Heroes, Dexter, uh, stuff like that. Uh, just all over the place. Lots of voiceover stuff, uh, lots of voiceover, like awards, lots of radio. Um, uh, I can't remember the voiceover. The, the voiceover stuff is a little more, you know, it's not as prominent as the other stuff, but, um, yeah, so some of that's that's pretty much what I've done voiceover, TV, film and just uh, you know, having some fun with it, man. Yeah, for sure. I think uh probably that bad boy scene uh was when I first recognized you and it's such a famous <laughs> yeah. scene like it's really cool. It was done like like if people have seen Bad Boys 2, they'll remember that 360 scene like going from room yeah. to room. So awesome. Yeah, Michael did, Michael Bay did a did a bang up job with that. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. Uh, you know, the, the bad guy roles are really like, they're, they're fun. You know what I'm saying? They're fun. Um, you know, I'm, I would moving forward, I would do them a little, in a little bit different context now, but, but at the same time, that was some of the most fun I'd ever had just shooting those guns and the fire coming out and the AK 47 and, and just, it's like kids, cops and robbers. And it's just being out there with the imagination and just, man, it's just, it was a lot of fun, man. I just, I, I love it. So I'm going to be happy, like really getting back into it again. Yeah, for sure. That seems like a really cool crew to to be a part of for that project. I mean, you had Martin Lawrence, uh, Will Smith. I mean, those two guys alone just seem really cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, how did how did you uh, what got you into acting? 
Uh, I got forced into acting by a couple of actor friends. And after a couple of years, they forced me and I met his agent. They said, oh, yeah, cool. You know, you sound cool, but you should probably take acting classes. Ended up in acting classes. And, um, you know, I ended up at this, you know, one particular acting class. And I got a bad case of stage fright. Mm. And I was like, man, WTF, like that's that's not cool. That's not me. It was like someone was just like choking me. And I was just like talking. I was trying to say my lines and the audience was over here. And I felt the, the fire on my face. I felt them just like looking at me. And the teacher was like, just just talk. Just talk. Stop talking all breathy. And I was like, I'm trying to talk, but it's like my my throat. I'm choking right here. <laughs> and I got off the stage and I shook it off. And I was like, man, what the heck? I was like, man, that's not I'm like it's on. Like, we're going to battle. We're going to do this. I'm going to fight with this acting thing. and I'm going to figure this out and I'm going to be real. So really it was something personal for me to uh, just express myself truthfully. That's yeah. what it was all about. And then, you know, just for that passion, I think it just like really snowballed from there. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, I wanted to ask you because I know you do like a lot of speeches. Well, at least like when, yeah. you know. COVID wasn't around, but uh, you do online. Yeah, you do online. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right, right. Um, So you you engage a lot with people like on the daily. Um, Do you feel that acting has benefited you because of that? Like being able to articulate yourself and your feelings, your thoughts? Completely, completely. That was the sort of inciting incident for me to be able to um, really uh, start to look within. You know, you know, spiritual development, if, if I were to encapsulate it right now, is all about just looking within yourself and just getting a magnifying glass and exploring yourself, navigating yourself, learning who you are on the inside. And acting was my my segue into that. It gave me a reason to look within I, I, as a man, like so many of us men have a hard time crying, uh, connecting with our emotions because I work with a lot of men uh, these days with men's programs and men's coaching and stuff like that. And that's like one of the primary things that really stumps, stumps us is connecting with our emotions. First, knowing that it's okay to have our emotions. Secondly, it's like, okay, then we got to identify those emotions. And then we have to have the courage, well, through all that side of courage, then the, then the courage and, and um, practice to express those emotions words or our relationships. So, you know, with acting, it gave me like an excuse to navigate my emotions, to get connected with my emotions, to, to, to cry. Like for me, it was like, if no one else could cry, I said, well, I have to cry because of my job or whatever, you know, so I got to cry. So, you know, I took, I took advantage of that. And I, and, you know, I, I, I mean, I cry great. I love crying. I love expressing those sort of deep pains that I think we all ex- experience at one point or another. And um, so, yeah, it was completely a, a springboard into my personal development and connecting with people. That's a great point, because I think there's a lot of there's a lot to being vulnerable, a lot of benefits that come out of it. Like, look at your story. Like when you were like a young man, you were kind of nervous about going into acting. You know, you made yourself vulnerable. If you didn't, you wouldn't have been able to connect with all these amazing people around the world. You wouldn't have had all these experiences. You would have just been stuck in your comfort bubble. Um, you know what I mean? And, and I think a lot of, like you mentioned, men, they have to be vulnerable. They have to tap into those emotions to in order to um, experience real life and all the benefits that it you know provides. Absolutely. You're, you're, you're spot on point with that, man. Because if we keep 
avoid. And that goes for any of us, men or women. It's just, you know, probably more common with men. But like, yeah, if we if we confront those things, then a lot more becomes available. And so I think it's just like what you said, it's, it's like becoming comfortable in the uncomfortable or comfortable confronting the fears. And, and Will Smith actually talks about that's that's his thing. Like, I don't know if you've ever heard him talk, but that's his thing. I mean, he always talks about the fear and how it's not real and confronting it and, you know, what's on the other side and and just uh, fighting with it. And just like just that's that's his thing. So. um, So, yeah, but that's that's there's some serious truth to that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I'm just curious what what kind of like, you know, I mean, you were in Bad Boys, too. You were in all these great films. Um, What made you kind of decide to kind of, you know, say goodbye to that and and turn to, you know, a new chapter in your life. I just knew there was something more for me and I wasn't getting fulfilled. You know, I started acting uh, to learn how to express myself and to find my truth. Right. So that was the, the, uh, the starting point for me, but it, and it sustained me for a little bit, but it didn't sustain me. And it's not going to bring me to my, you know, my end goal, let's say it, it was just the thing to start me and get me going. Um, so, so, but I needed something more. I needed a different fuel to keep going, to keep developing myself. And at that time, I just didn't have any sort of relationship with myself, my inner world. It, it, it got me in touch with it, but it didn't give me like the depth that I needed and tools that I really needed to com- to keep developing myself as a spiritual being. So, you know, when I got into Kundalini yoga and that was that was like the main thing for me that really allowed me to keep developing myself. Um, everything changed after I did Kundalini yoga and I'm a Kundalini yoga teacher now. But after I started Kundalini yoga, my voice changed it went from being, you know, up in my throat and and tight in in here to dropping back down, you know, where it's supposed to be down in my diaphragm. Creativity started coming through. I, I started relaxing more. You know, you know, when you're in class at like four o'clock in the AM, you know, or five o'clock in the AM doing yoga, and you're sitting there and you're trying to do something, and you're tight and you're tight here. And you're like, man, what's going on? Why am I so tight? There's nothing. It's four o'clock in the AM. Why? I, there's nothing to be stressed about here. Obviously, I'm. It's apparent that I'm holding on to stuff. So then you learn to start with your breath and the exercises and the meditations through all these beautiful, you know, because it's a technology. It's a technology for upgrading your human software. And you start. You start to realize, hey, this is this is something that I'm holding on to. I can actually transmute this into to a higher vibration, uh, vibrational frequency, and, and a better experience for my life. So. Um, that just changed everything for me. Uh, and I just, just kept going, just kept going from there. And then it just, that put me just on the map with my own, uh, personal development. Hmm. Yeah. It sounds like a lot. I mean, um, it, it, are you, um, I assume you, you, you've gotten into like a more healthy lifestyle as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, you got into Kundalini. I mean, I would imagine yeah. you're looking at all aspects of life now. We know we're all in a constant state of evolution. You know, I think sometimes we tend to think that, oh, this is me. 
I'm this is the man that I am. It's like, no, that's BS. Like we're constantly evolving. Not not only our, I mean, it's even proven that our, our cells, what change every, what is it? 72 hours or something like that. All the cells regenerate, whatever the case may be. I don't know the exact science, but even our cells regenerate. We're in a constant state of evolution. So, I mean, I used to eat meat five, six times a day. I'm a total, you know, plant, plant-based diet now. Um, nice. I used to drink. I don't do that. I used to smoke weed. I don't do that. Uh, you know, I used to, you know, date women and just like, kind of like need to date women and, and be this sort of like yeah. player. Like, I don't do that. Right. You know, I'm not against it, but I, I just learned, you know, um, that like, I'm a, like, as we all are, like, this is precious over here. You know, my energy is precious and I don't just give it away to anybody or anything or just allow any, any sort of ver you know uh talk or people or music into my life i'm very strategic about like how i craft this and you know i just i just see myself as a i'm a i'm, I'm a beginner i'm always you know uh, uh learning something new i'm trying to be a better learner um but you know i love surrounding myself with people that i'm like wow like i can learn a lot from them and uh, I'm really thankful for for like my I got like a few different tribes that that I learned from and they just we just I love being in community. I love being with like my people and my friends and people that that I trust, you know, and and cultured uh, cultivated relationships that there's just a lot of trust and there's just authentic communication where we can just love each other and, and be who we truly are. You know, that that kid that we were five, six, seven, eight years old, you know, where there was just no mask and there was no you know thinking overthinking things it was just like you would just you just laughed and you just played so i'm learning really that's that's my spiritual development right now like i'm really learning how to like really really get back to that essence of like who i am blend it with the adult blend it with the life purpose blend it with helping people like all of that like together and uh it's great man i love my life i love my life i don't have it all figured out man but what I do have, man, it brings tears in my heart, man. I do love my life. I do love life itself. I love spirit. I love you. And it's just, um, I'm just like going with what I know. So, uh, that, that I know. So I just, that's, that's it, man. I go to my, 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 my grave with that one, brother. I love that, man. I love that. Cause you know, you came from like that Hollywood lifestyle and I'd imagine there's a lot of temptation in that, whether it's like social, yeah. you know, going to after parties, going to all these glamorous events, you know, with um, lots of stars that you probably recognize and looked up to. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, there's there's probably that influence of, of you know, drugs and alcohol that, you know, we hear, that's a generalization statement, but, you know, you hear of that being part of like the Hollywood lifestyle. Yeah. And so kudos to you, man, like for going against all that temptation and kind of looking towards the light, if you will, and, and finding this right path of healthy eating you know, uh, keeping your body, your mind, your spirit clean. Well, the, I, well, I was caught. I, I wanted to say, like, I was caught up in that for a while. So, like, I didn't, I didn't go against it, but I was caught up in it for a while, and I experienced it, which is why I was able to, like, I was like, you know what, this is not giving me, you know, this is not right. it. But what was your question? Right. You were about to ask me something. Yeah, I was gonna say, I found it so interesting to hear that you're on a plant-based diet yourself. How did you first hear about that? Um, like I said, really, it, it's it's for me. It was like uh, you know, I I I I just know that we're always evolving. So I've always had like a desire to be better. Whether it's like okay, well, instead of doing it this way, 
it'll take, you know, less time to do it that way. Or if it's like, okay, if I, you know, and got angry at this person, well, how can I not get angry at this person? Because I know that that's not cool. I've always just had a desire just to do things better, to be better, to be a better version of myself. So I remember at one point in time, I had become vegetarian. I don't know if that was for like a year or two or something like that. I tried that out and I tried this out and tried this out, tried that out. And so there was always experimentation. I'm still experimenting. And, you know, I got to a point where, what was the, what was the, oh, okay. So I uh, and I did it for three weeks and then like, it was like my immune system crashed. But what, that's what I thought for like several years. I thought my immune system crashed and I thought I needed meat, but that wasn't the case. After, after several years of, <clears throat> of being uh, a plant-based, you know, how sometimes like you get like an epiphany out of nowhere and you're like, oh, and you thought about something like five, six, seven years. You're like, oh, wow. Why did I think about that? Like, where the heck did that come from? You right. know happened to you? Oh, yeah. Plenty of so, times. This happened to me. I I had an epiphany and it was like after I've been plant-based for a while and I was really like dedicated and, and doing it just, just for me because for me, it's the right thing to do. And, um, you know, I had this epiphany and I, I had a flash back to that moment where 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 my, like I said, I thought, I thought my immune system crashed when I went vegan. And I remember what happened, see what happened was I was, I went, uh, uh, three weeks and then I was in the kitchen and my, my nose was dripping snotty and I was weak. And I was like, my body, I felt weird in a way that I'd never felt before. I just felt really weak. And I said, what is wrong with me? I was like, I'm not sick. This is not like a sick feeling. Like I've had the flu. I've had this. This is not like a sick thing, but my nose and everything was dripping. And then I don't know if you remember that movie, Sid and Nancy with Gary Oldman. I don't know if you remember that old school movie, Sid and, Sid and Nancy. Anyways, he's he's a, it's an amazing film, but they're basic, basically meth heads. So they're drug addicts in the film. And there's a scene that I really loved with him uh, where he is in like he's getting detoxed. And he's like in the, in, the, in the lab and he's locked in a, in a prison. He's locked in a jail cell because they lock him up. Right. He's shaking. He's shaking, going through these convulsions underneath this, uh, 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 the sink in his, in his jail cell. And he's shaking. And I'm a, I remember I, I love this acting because he's acting and he's blowing like a snot bubble and he's like shaking. He's like in it. I mean, just the right. man. Um, so that, that moment flashed in my head. And then the moment flashed in my head when I was in the kitchen going through the same sort of thing where I had a snotty nose. And then I just, it just, it literally was just given to me. I was like, holy shit. I was like, yeah. all these years, I thought that it was, a, it was the meat. It had nothing freaking to do with the meat. I was addicted. I was a drug addict. Yeah, I was man. addicted to the hormones, the steroids. And I went three weeks without that, that my drugs. Because what happened was, I said, in the, at that time, I said, oh, I haven't had any meat in three weeks, right? Uh, let me get some meat. I got some meat, and literally in under 60 seconds, under 60 seconds, I could go run a freaking marathon. And I always thought for like six, seven, eight years, I thought it was the meat. And then, and then that, that moment, I realized it wasn't the meat. I was a drug addict and I needed a hit. I wasn't like I was eating clean meat or nothing like that. I was just eating meat. Right. 
And that right. meat had steroids. It had hormones. It had it had it had all these chemicals that they used to blow up these cows. And, stuff. and I was addicted. I was literally like a drug addict. And I didn't even know it. That's what I got after I had been plant based for all these years. And it just like went off like that. And I was like, holy moly. Wow. So um, that's interesting. Yeah, that was that was like a big moment for me. Uh, but how I got into plant based permanently was basically through um, uh, it was through. It was it was it was a whole nother process. I'll just say it was a whole nother process. That's a whole. Nother, yeah. If you want to know about that? We can talk about that in a second. But like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I ended up getting to be plant based through a whole nother process that was like so easy, where it just like it literally the meat just disappeared, and there was literally mm. a struggle. Nice, nice. That's awesome, man. I mean, it's great to hear that experience, even though it probably wasn't a great experience for you, but it's true. It's it's very similar to like if you're suffering from an addiction and kind of transitioning to a plant-based diet, you're getting used to a, a completely new environment trying to go without, you know, that hit, whether it's meat, whether it's dairy, right. um, whatnot. Yeah. What... Um, did you notice any other type of benefits as you went along? Like, um, did, like, did you have any skin issues or digestive issues, or did you just feel more energy or yeah. anything in particular that sticks absolutely, out to you? Absolutely, absolutely. I remember. I also remember uh, there was one point in time. It was like a twelve o'clock in the middle of the day, and I remember being so tired. Like, why am I tired? I didn't have a late night. I got a full night's sleep. You know, I'm I'm feeling. I didn't have like a a, a very strenuous uh you know morning that day it wasn't like i worked out or anything it was like 12 and i was just like there was like a lethargicness in me that just wasn't right and i said something's wrong i'm like something's wrong in my life i'm not supposed to mm. feel this way i didn't there's, there's no reason why i should be feeling like this right now i didn't do this this is not normal and i just i, I realized that and so that really you know made me look even closer at, you know, things like my diet and stuff like that. So long story short, I started, you know, when I, when I ended up, I, I had a whole thing where I did like a sort of like cleanse and I, I wasn't able to eat meat or drink liquor in that 40 days. And I just noticed that my brain fog cleared up. I got more energy. I, I stopped being so like lethargic and I started becoming like lighter, like just lighter in my, in my being and my energy started being like more lifted as opposed to like yeah. drag down. And I said, well, why, why that just like, as a, if you run in a company and you're the CEO and you're saying, and you're getting better results and you're getting better performance and you're getting better, you know, return on your investment. You're like, well, why would I go back to doing that? I'm getting better, you know, return on my investment over here. So I was like, why would I go back to meat? That doesn't, it doesn't literally as a CEO of my body, it doesn't even make sense. <laughs> it, like it does. a great way to put why it. Why would I do that? Like, I don't care if I like it or not. It doesn't make sense. I feel better over here. So, like, I try right. to rationalize things with my right and left brain uh, just to, yeah. to make a whole you know, better decision and make it, like, more of a permanent decision. So I, like, rationalize both sides. So I was like, it doesn't even make sense. I was like, I wouldn't even – I wouldn't make that decision for a business. I'm not going to make that decision for my body. So I – you know, so that really let me more so logically anchor into the reasons why I would also – stay, you know, uh, more vegan and stuff like that. Because, you know, you know, I think when you have meat in your system, it, it can be a draw, it can be a pull, it can be a pull. But what I've come to realize is that whether it be the drugs that's pulling us 
it's either the drugs, in my opinion, my in my opinion and experience, it's either the drugs that has us wanting the meat. It's not that we really want the meat. It's the drugs that call us cause us to doing that. Or what I realized when I did that cleanse is that at the time my wife was cutting like a piece of roast beef and I was in the kitchen and she was ki- cutting this sort of big sort of, you know, the roast beef. It, it was like a loaf of bread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember, right, looking right. At, I remember looking at that thing, right? I remember looking at that thing and she was cutting it and it was just like shaking and moving like meat does when you cut it. Right? it was, and it was a thick piece of meat. And I was like, what is that? I was like, mm. I knew it was meat, obviously, but I was like, yeah. it seemed foreign to me. It seemed like it was something outside of me. And in that moment, I like, I realized, as I was like, that is like, there's no, my body didn't recognize energetically what that was. Cause mind you, I was in that cleanse yeah. towards the end. And so, so it was like that cleanse literally cleansed the consciousness of meat out of my body. So there was no vibrational alignment with what I was looking at because the meat was out of my body. So, you know, that was once the meat is cleansed out of the body, there's no and there's no consciousness of meat here. You don't have a desire. You can actually honestly look at it objectively and really see, oh, is this is this is this something that I want in my body without it having an influence of you thinking a certain way because it's because it's actually currently in your body. When it's in your body, of course you're going to think you want it because you have meat consciousness yeah, in sure. your body. Mm-hmm. But get, yep. meat, the, get the consciousness of meat out of your body. Get the drugs <laughs> of meat out oh, of your yeah. body, and then see if you really want meat. Do that because if not, we're a drug addict. We're like a nation of drug addicts, bro. And we nobody even like most of us don't even know it. If you're not eating clean, like clean, 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 clean meat, far, like all that. And I don't even know like really what that is, but like the regular meat and this fast yeah. drug addicts, man, I'm convinced. Oh, for sure, man. There's a lot to it. Like you mentioned, there's the drugs that they put in them. Um, it, it's a number of stuff. It's even stuff that's naturally just part of the meat, you know, part of the animal that's in there. Um, and another thing that I'm talking about more these days is some called uh, calorie density. So it's it's the amount of calories that's in like per weight of a type of food and meat has a lot of calories. So when you eat it, you're eating a lot of calories and, and maybe not consciously, but subconsciously your body knows that it's a safe food that has a lot of calories there and that you should still keep eating it in order to benefit your survival. Mm -hmm. Like it's like a primal thing, right? Cause there's a lot of calories in there. So, you know, you think about this stuff rationally, of course it makes sense not to eat meat, but Man, I tell you, there's like a million reasons to avoid this stuff. And uh, it, it's so amazing to hear your story and realizing all this stuff. Um, do, do you kind of connect with like the the moral benefits behind it? Like, you know, do, do you connect with like the um, the ethical stance of Some, why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Some, somewhat. I'm not like a hardcore advocate. Um, like I don't go out there fighting with rallies and stuff like that. Um, yeah. I just... You know, the one thing I, I'm patient with myself, I don't force myself to like jump on the bandwagon here or there or stuff like that. I allow myself to grow at my own pace, what's natural for me. Um, 
I know it, it's ethical and it's and it's and it's better. Obviously, you don't you know, I'm definitely not cool with how they treat these animals. That's definitely not cool. Mm-hmm. At the same yeah, time, sure. at the same time, like we each of us have to stay. This is what I feel. Each of us should do stay and not stay in our lane, do what we are most passionate about, what drives us. I stand for that. Although that's not my thing. My thing is more uh, men's empowerment, men's evolution, female empowerment, our relationship. You see what I'm saying? The people oh, that, yeah, are, yeah. that are empowered and, and that's their thing, they need to be doing that because I don't expect them to come stand and, and fight for me. This is like my thing. Although we can support each other. Um, so, so yeah. So yeah, that's, I definitely, definitely am not on board with that. But uh, at the same time, you know, I'm focusing on my thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I just meant like you personally, like internally. And it sounds like you do. It sounds like you yeah. do kind of, yeah, understand Absolutely. all that and yeah. stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, that's Absolutely. cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, tell me more about the work that you do, though, uh, that you say you work with men and women trying to get them evolve in, yeah. you know, maybe mentally and spiritually. Absolutely. Tell me more about that, man. Um, like I just I'm I love my relationship with myself, creator, my relationship here with you, this computer and this screen, how I'm relating to, you know, my daughter who's sleeping in my bed right now. Her, my former wife, her mother and how well I get along with her, how much I love her and still support her it's all just relationships. So, you know, the work that, so I support relationships at every single level at the same time. I, you know, that's so such a broad subject. So where I niche down for me is I actually work with men of color. You know, I was raised in the hood. Obviously I'm a man of color and, you know, being, being a man of color and raised where I was raised, there's just not a lot of resources and tools and things that we can develop ourselves. So we have a national campaign right now called evolving men of color. And it's a national campaign to basically transform our narrative on how we're seen, how we're viewed, how we present ourselves, evolving ourselves, upgrade, just upgrading the conversation. And uh, mm-hmm. we have a men's uh, a men's summit, not a men's summit. It's a, a virtual summit because men and women can attend, but it's an all male panelist. And that's coming up actually next weekend, uh, January 16th. And it's an all day thing from 11 until uh, like 10 at night. And we're just we're talking, connecting workshops, master classes, um, you know, keynote speeches about everything that we uh, that pressing topics for us as men of color to basically evolve ourselves. Uh, so that's that's the starting event. And then I have men's courses that I work with. We have men's groups that we work with men in developing themselves uh, where there's yoga, there's meditation, men connecting and actually figuring out our emotions, learning how to express ourselves, learning how to be in better relationship first with ourselves, first knowing that, you know, I can, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a multifaceted being, you know, there's, I have all these energies in me primarily I have this masculine and feminine energy in me. And it's okay to have feminine energy in me and masculine. And this is, this is okay. And this is how I use it both to really enhance and evolve myself as a man and to be a fully, you know, evolving man and activate it and to improve my relationships and really show up in my life. So that's, that's the work that I do. And I also, um, you know, like there's these little other areas where, where I also are natural kind of like spinoffs where I work with like women and, and, and understanding men. So a lot of women, like I coach women, female coaches and, and understanding their man and their relationships and understanding men, you know, because the, 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 
you know, what I say is like the, the best person like a woman can talk to, to to understand her man is not a girlfriend, but it's a man who's been where her man is at, who's been unconscious, who's made his way to his own level of evolution in consciousness himself. So he's made it to the other side. And yet he's still not trying to get in her pants. He's, he's that he looks at her like that's my sister. So I'm, he's not trying to manipulate. There's trust and she feels safe. So basically she's got like a brother. So leaning on your brother that's been there, that's been toxic, that's been unconscious, and your brother that's actually done the work to actually make himself, evolve himself into a conscious man. So I work with women with their relationships as well. And uh, so, yeah, it's all relationship stuff, man. So it's, it's beautiful work. Yeah. yeah. No, I can relate to that for sure. It's kind of like the yin and the yang, like finding balance and I can't tell you how many times, like if I was ever going through like relationship problems, I would actually, what you just said, I would talk to other girls about that, like in a friendly way, of course, exactly. just talking about that, expressing that. See? And I would get better advice from my friends who are girls than my guy friends, yeah. you know, yeah. it's just that change of perspective and change of energy. And, uh, 100% relate to that. <laughs> Tell me more about, um, uh, is it Mott University? Mott I, University, I, yeah. That's, that was a part of my you know, spiritual path. That's a, uh, a school that we developed, an online school that actually brings those tools that I mentioned earlier uh, to underserved communities. We have yoga classes, uh, men's classes, women's classes, uh, women's classes that teach them uh, everything you need to know before you need to defend yourself. Uh, we have meditation and breathwork classes. We're going to have this year, we're actually rolling out the live yoga classes. We did a couple of sessions uh, last year. But we're going to have like live yoga where uh, me and other yoga teachers will be teaching live yoga to uh, to our community. And that's it's not just for underserved communities. It's open to everybody. But the way we build it, it's actually for underserved communities. So, you know, when they look up there, they're seeing somebody that's a teacher that looks like them that knows how to talk to them that. And so they say, Hey, you know what? I, I saw a teacher that looks just like me doing yoga. I could be, you know, the spiritual mm -hmm. version. That's everybody. So yeah, my university is, uh, is the online uh, resource center, online classes for underserved under-resourced communities. That's awesome, man. This all sounds really cool stuff. I mean, I, this is something that everyone can benefit from. Yeah. Um, like you heard my stories, you know, very similar stories that you talked about. A lot of people can relate to these stories and experiences. Um, where can people find out more about that and to be able to connect with you? Uh, well, I'm, you can find out about everything on my Instagram. You know, you know, everyone's like, you know, on the Instagram, Kiko Ellsworth, K-I-K-O-E-L-L-S-W-O-R-T-H. That's my Instagram. And then the link in bio literally has like all these cool pictures that connect to the Evolving Men of Color coming up next weekend, that virtual summit. And then there's the women's uh, classes, the breath work, all the other classes. Everything's right there. And you can get in contact with me right there. And then if you want to go directly to the directly to the Evolving Men of Color site, uh, the, the page for that, that's evolving men of color.com. That's awesome. Yeah. I'll have all that in the link in the description down below. So people can just click on that, but I know you got to run. Um, just got one more question for you. What can we expect from you in, uh, 2021 moving forward? You got anything cool uh, that you're working on? Yeah. Well, you know, the main thing this year is working with the men, you know, and that, that really, really, really runs deep. Um, but I've, but the but the cool aspect also is that I've actually brought back entertainment 
You know, I've my heart, my, I, it wasn't some, I knew something entertainment was coming back, but it wasn't something that I could actually go after myself. Like, you know, spirit universe, whatever opened up my heart and said, Oh, I think it's time for entertainment to come back in your life. Now that you actually have what you need over here with, with regards to, you know, something that really means and matters to you to, 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 you know, that you're investing in like, you know, my university and these courses and working with men. Now I can layer entertainment on top of that because entertainment's amazing, an amazing tool. It's an amazing, you know, tool to use, to bring attention to things that, that matter. Um, so, you know, uh, really this year is really about really establishing more of the men's work and really anchoring the foundation of that. And, uh, we, we also have a, um, we also have a men's, a men's docu series uh, that we're working on actually that actually is is in perfect alignment with the men's work. That's really really cool as well. So um, yeah, that's that's what we got going on, man. So it's it's gonna be we're gonna be rolling it out little by little. That's cool, man. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to all that. So um, yeah, Kiko, stay in touch, man. It's been awesome connecting with you. I'm gonna let you go now, but um, yeah, looking forward to everything you got going on this year, and uh, look forward to staying in touch. Ditto, man. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, everyone, for watching and checking it out. Tino, I love you, my brother. I appreciate you. My sisters out there, I love you. My brothers that are watching, I love you, too. Let's all thrive together, baby. Peace.